You started on the road. You're a road dog. For sure. Yeah. Was there ever any interest on going to LA or New York? I had, I went to, uh, what's the thing? Um, Just for Laughs. Yeah. New Faces. Yeah. Which, by the way, I ate shit so hard. Did you? What year did you do it? I did it, I think, 2004. And um, so you were doing it when it was still relevant as far as like a. Yeah, like it was, it was a, it was an, a career maker at that yeah. point. People don't know. Just for laughs, has this thing called New Faces, which is basically it, it's basically like um, a debutante. Yeah, you're like brought in, you know, as like so spot. Like they might as well hold your hand and have you twirl. It's in yeah, front it's of like, the it's industry. Like, it's like a, they're buying horses. <laughs> it really is. They, so someone grabs your nuts. Yeah, and then they go breathe out. No, he's good for breeding. And you're like, oh, I do voices, and I never had a dad. And they go. Maybe we can do a sitcom. AGT, big time. <laughs> yeah. Send him to AGT. Send him to the pit. If he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, he can live. <laughs> so you did JFL in, oh, when did you start comedy? In uh, 98, May 4th, 98, stepped on stage at Acme Comedy Company, did a uh, did a, an open mic. How old are you? And, oh boy, that's a good question. I was in 98, I was... 24 24 yeah so you are do you at you don't have any kids yet at this point that can't be right i couldn't have been 24 i'd have been 24 when were you born i can help you out <laughs> give me the year you were born i was 23 <laughs> let's go this let's go old school how <laughs> year were you born and I'll just do the math we'll work it back dude <laughs> by the way that is such a comic thing where you're like oh, it's just a uh, like a person getting older thing you go what how old was i the older you get the more you're willing to give like a generic range yeah but when you're like from 16 to 34, it's more of a demographic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going demos. When you're a kid, you're like, I'm seven and three fourths. Yeah, like, you right. know, and exactly. then now over 40, you're like, <laughs> I don't know who was president Clinton the second time. <laughs> you don't have any way. Yeah. So 23, because uh, no kids when I started. But then six months after I did that, uh, I, I got asked to go do Grand Forks, North Dakota. Okay. House MC up there. Okay. And then... My girlfriend at the time called me three weeks in and was like, I'm pregnant. No So that's, that's my son. And you're emceeing. I'm emceeing. So I told her, I go, I haven't even unpacked the bags yet. So I'll just come back. And she was like, no, no, I don't think I'll need you till the third trimester. And I was like, what's oh, happening? What, right are, what are we settlers? Is this a, kind of like, a, that's like prospector law. Hold on. Is this a support system? <laughs> yeah, is this someone who believes in she me? She goes, when you see a foot come back, <laughs> when a foot comes out, I'll let you know. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're that young in comedy, right? You're in Grand Forks, North Dakota, right? Sun goes down at two 30 PM. Shout out the Northern hemisphere, yeah. especially in the winter, <laughs> really making people bummed out. <laughs> but you, so you get this call. Are you like, I'm done with comedy or are you like, well, I thought I would be done. Yeah. You, so you thought that was it. I, I, but then she said, stay up there. And then I ended up doing it. And every, everybody, all the headliners that came up were like, Hey man, when you're done with this, come with me out on the road. Yeah. That so is, I got, that so, is... so listen to this. I had to audition. Mitch Hedberg was my audition week, which is wild. And this is kind of, for me, I've loved comedy since I was a little boy. Sure. 
So on the way up there, he stopped at a truck stop and got those blue sunglasses that he kind of became famous yeah, for. Yeah, the blue blockers. Yeah, and so he ended up. That was you the, were there the, the moment, first weekend he wore them. Yeah, you were there the moment. That's like <laughs> being around when Elvis put on the jumpsuit. He goes, <laughs> "You guys think this looks a little ridiculous?" And they're like, "No, that's a cool bedazzled eagle on the back." And Wait a like, second, <laughs> How, but we have to cover cover up that you with a cape. He goes, "I love that idea." Yeah. You really were in the Mitch Hedberg biopic. You're at the moment where he goes, hey, Chad, yeah. man, are these cool? <laughs> and you go like, that's it. That's the look. Actually, I was probably like, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Do you want to bounce any bits? Yeah. Can you help me grow my hair out? <laughs> there was this story. I saw Mitch Hedberg. Uh, I love watching old Mitch Hedberg clips. And there was a story that he had about living in L.A. And he had the joke about the neighbor pounding on the wall. Mm -hmm. And then he goes... Sorry, there's no door. You're going to have to go around. That joke is about Nick DiPaolo. In oh, on Hedberg's set list, that's what the joke was. So it would be like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, ant farm, Nick DiPaolo. And he knew to do that joke. So I love shit like that. When you find out. Yeah. So I got that one. And then I used to use that. So he wrote a joke about me. And I used to use that as a credit because I had, didn't have any credits. That's a badass credit. What joke did he write? It was the, uh, you know what I like? Mashed potatoes. Come on, man. You got to give me time to guess. <laughs> so we were, at a, we were at this little, really? yeah, we were, at this, so we were at this little diner yeah. and I go, uh, you know, I'll have this sandwich and fries. And he goes, I'll have this sandwich and mashed potatoes. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? I love mashed potatoes. Can I have some mashed potatoes? And then I just see him grab his notebook. That's correct. His little notebook. He used to have a Band-Aid on the cover. Really? And yeah. then he just, are you asking him when he's writing down? Uh -uh. Are you like, no. what are you doing? And then I just heard it that night and I was like, oh my God. You off stage. You go, I just want to thank you yeah. for it, I mean, writing that. So it was insane. I mean, that is, I would, you could argue Mitch Hedberg is the, if the greatest joke writer of all time. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I mean, there's like, you got Dangerfield, mm -hmm. you got Norm, you got Mitch Hedberg, but people that, uh, Hattel, obviously David right, Tell, of course. But you have people that are able to put a joke in with like five words. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one, the, the shortest, best one Hedberg ever did was I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's such a simple, but yeah. it's a banger. So you were on North Folk, North, uh, North Folk, what is it? Grand Forks, North Dakota. I knew it was all a North or a Grand. <laughs> that first weekend's with Mitch Hedberg. First week. And, and he had just, it's his first weekend after coming off of his Just for Laughs, where he got that big $500,000 development deal with Fox. So that's what I was saying about JFL. Yeah. You used to go up there, and if you did well enough at the debutante ball, if you were a dirty debutante, yeah. you got like, oh, like $500,000. It could change your life instantly. Mm -hmm. And so you go up there, you start in 98. Yep. You have your son in 99? Yes. Okay. So yep. you have your son in 99. So he's about, f what, like four or five years old when you go up to do... Yeah, he's probably... He probably was turning five at the time. Yeah, because it it's in July, so he must have just turned. And when you're going up there, has it shifted now to your girlfriend? You're like, hey, I got a legitimate shot to go make us some money. Well, at that point, wife. 
Wife. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are married. Made an now. honest woman out of her. Good job. Settle. You really are a settler. Yeah. <laughs> You're just on <laughs> yeah. the old dusty trail. And then we're like, you, you, go, you know, I need to take your name in front of God <laughs> or else this boy will be born a bastard. <laughs> And then we need to have another baby to prove it. Yeah, and then I need a girl because we're we're you at that point you're populating for farmland. That's exactly <laughs> right. Hockey team. I need yeah. I need another worker on the land. <laughs> so you're married. Is your daughter born yet? Yeah. Okay. So you have two kids yep. and you get JFL. That moment, I got JFL and I was single, an alcoholic living in a windowless room, uh-huh. and I felt like, well, here we go. So you have to feel like that. Well, times I, 10 because it's also still the moment. But where, I treated JFL like I was an alcoholic single living in a windowless room. Yeah. You were like, I'm just going to go up there. And well, Chris fun. Fairbanks, I met Chris Fairbanks maybe three months before that. Sure. So funny. And uh, we just got so drunk and went to all these. But we went to the, not the industry parties. Yeah. We went to our driver who was French That's and he fun. knew to take us to the French parties. Oh, man. Dude, we went in. Listen to this shit. We went in through a back door into this like loft area. Yeah. It's there's furniture but it's pushed to the side and you can tell like this is a really cool there's there's beer tubs. I got pickpocketed. So the next day pounding on the hotel room door, it's the concierge from the hotel and he's like, "Monsieur Daniels, would you like to go back to the states or no?" And I'm like, "I don't know what's happening right Why now." Why are you asking me a very complicated question? Yeah, I'm pretty hungover, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to go to a door and go, "Who is your favorite parent?" <laughs> Answer this and the oh, the wrong one will die. Go, like, Please don't do this to I me. I still have rust on my hands from do- a pull-up yeah. contest yeah. on <laughs> scaffolding on the way home. What are you in the Bronx? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Dude, it's great. Also the the uh, I always said a really good hang over is like a flashbang went off just mm, when you get mm. up it's like Ooh, and so your door's <laughs> knocking and they're like mr daniels do you want to go back to the united states and you're like which passport should i grab oh fuck which name of mine do you have <laughs> i am jason Bourne. so you get that knock and you're like what the fuck so so i have to take a phone call it's the owner of this loft and he goes i have your license and your wallet if you want to get back to the states you're gonna have to come get it sure so now i'm like Fairbanks, we started this together. Yeah. We got to finish this together. <laughs> and so we go up. Job ain't done, brother. <laughs> yeah. We go and they give us instructions, but different way how to get in. We have to walk through a Chinese grocery store. Awesome. Then go back to where they're cutting meat. Yeah. Take a back stairway. And now we're in this loft, but it's a normal apartment. Weird. It's all put back together. It Weird. was some eyes wide shut shit for sure. Also, I think the part of that that you feel the most fear is when they're chopping meat, because then yeah. if an older Frenchman gives you a life speech <laughs> in that moment, you're going to die. You're going to get chopped. One of you, you or Fairbanks, is going to die in that moment. If he's like, you know that the meat leaves the bone when the soul has exited the body. <laughs> and you're like, please don't do this to me. He's just fucking cleavering something. He's like, Mr. Daniels, you have two small children. Yes. <laughs> like, Fuck. What do you need from me, man? <laughs> okay, man. And I got a set tonight. You want me to kill him? Yeah, I'll fucking do it. I just met him three months ago, dude. That's always my favorite joke in McGruber where he's always like, do you want me to suck his dick? I'll suck his dick, man. Just don't fucking kill me. So you, have you done your set yet? We had done one of them. The warm-up one? No. So we had two. There wasn't a warm-up. Okay. So we, Chris and I were on the same show and then we did one and we had a host who... His name's Sean, Canadian guy. I'm going to tell you something. He ate shit. <laughs> he was fucking yelling at the crowd. Yeah. He was, I was just, and I was going first. Oh. So I'm like, 
I'm like, dude, oh. what's going on out there? I mean, like really yelling at them. There aren't any jokes. Oh, he's just, just screaming at them. And yeah. he's Canadian. He is Canadian, but I, I got to come back to him. Okay. So I go out, eat shit pretty hard. On the first show. Yeah. And I'm like, these jokes, I, this is like my LA set, which yeah. I hate saying. Yeah. But sometimes you have to put that set together where yeah. it's, where it's. I tell people that all the time. If you come to New York or whatever, have like a 10 minute set. That's just, just your punchlines, mm -hmm. like setups and punchlines, make it so quick and good that you're like, you basically want to do like, you know, when you go see a band at a festival, they have festival sets. Right. Where you're like, okay, like I love Queens of the Stone Age. Whenever I see them at a festival, it's not going to be my favorite set because I know they're going to play No One Knows. Oh, right. They're the, playing the hits. They're going to play the hits, yeah. Little Sister, and then they're going to toss in one or two for me. But you see an actual show, you get yeah. to see all then of them. Then it's a lot of them. So yeah, so you're bringing your... It's just machine gun. Yeah. And then I get off stage. I'm pissed. I have two managers that are talking to me because they saw me on do something else. And I was at... Um, I was like, what the, f what the fuck was that? Yeah. And they go, this is industry. Everybody's writing stuff down. That's why they're not laughing. You yeah, of course. It's all this, pe this bullshit pep talk. There's actually a flu going around <laughs> yeah. and people are sick. There was a no laugh rule just yeah. when you were up? I don't know. The prime minister actually came over the radio and said no laughing for mm -hmm. five minutes because we lost a troop in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Yeah. And, and so did you know, you've been doing comedy long enough that... Sometimes a bomb can sneak up on you early and you don't know it's a bomb. It's like in a movie where someone gets shot and they're still talking and they go like, yeah. well, we're going to go. Are we going to go out to that diner? And then you're like, oh, and that's when the blood starts going yeah, out. It's like the end of True Detective, the second season. <laughs> exactly. Where she's like, you stopped moving way back there, baby. Yeah, you're dead. That's exactly <laughs> it. And then, but the longer you go in comedy, the more you can like get hit with a bullet and be like, hold on a goddamn second, pull yeah. it out of you and be like, ah. <laughs> heating up a doorknob. Yeah. That's like, that's like the 15 year mark. Yeah. Is this when you're going like, ah, I didn't get an organ. Triage in the field. Yeah. Pink. <laughs> pull it out. Yeah. But that one, you could be like, did you, was it one of those ones where you're like, I'm bleeding or did you know I'm bombing immediately? Yeah, I, I knew. Well, I had a bad attitude. Because of this Sean guy. So I walked, oh, I walked out with a bad attitude. I want to get into Sean so bad and I and, want last names so I can I said, Google him. Uh, and I had seen these French, these these Montreal, these Quebecians. Yeah, Quebecois. Quebecois. Yeah. I had seen them chase a big paper mache head. <laughs> they got out of line when we were walking to the show and they were chasing him down the street. Oh. And so I just go like halfway through, I go, well, listen, just so you guys know, I know that the French sense of humor sucks shit the hardest. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It it's really like what you guys does. think is, I, this actually makes me feel better. <laughs> Dude, I have thought that my entire time going to Montreal. Big J and I used to make fun of it where you go like, you walk into like an arena with like 26,000 people and it's a French speaking Canadian comedian and he goes like, and it's just like, yeah. it's just doubling over. And then you do a joke and they go like, I did not like that joke. What if I did? They're like, this man gets it. So you say that mid set. How do they take it? Hated it worse. And then I start piling on. Yeah. And then at the end, I just go, so where do I stand to get my deal? Is it over here? That's hilarious. Well, because I knew I'd just eaten shit so hard. So now it's for. But you're being funny. Sure. I hosted Just for Laughs once. 
couple years ago and I saw a guy bomb and do that sincerely <laughs> where he didn't go That's like, a bummer. like, I'm not going to go stand over here for my deal. He went, I'll see you at the Hyatt bar, neat tequila, two limes. And we each had our own mic. Oh, and un- I didn't realize my mic was high enough. And I was walking back on stage. I go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, as we were passing each other. Because it was like, dude, you yeah. did not have the set to be like, buy me a drink. Peace out. <laughs> it was like, dude, you. you so you saying that's hilarious. You yeah, being that's, like, that's hey, where right. do I stand for my deal? What's the meanest thing you've said when you're bombing to an audience? Do you remember? It involves death. You like wish death on them? I'm sure. Yeah. Have you ever said anything that was like, I think one of the meanest things I've ever said is one time I did a weekend in San Antonio at the River Center Comedy Club, which is massive. And it was right when I started headlining. So there's maybe 30 people in a room that sat 400. And I bombed all weekend. And finally, I did. I was like Sunday show. I was like, I'm going to do new stuff, stuff I want to do. <laughs> and it, I ate it the hardest on Sunday. And at one point, there was like maybe 15 people in the audience. And I went, you know what? I don't believe your guys' opinion on that joke because you're the kind of people that come in vacation in San Antonio. And this one guy goes, hey. And I just remember being like, that caught me as a moment where I went like, ah, hey. yeah, I'm sorry, man. That was mean. And that guy's like, dude, I brought my wife. And, and she didn't know until that moment. Yeah, she went, what? I thought we were in the French Riviera. <laughs> yeah. What With that river walk. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Which episode is this? God only knows. This is a generic promo. I'm on the road. February 3rd, New York Comedy Club in Stanford. February 4th, The Funny Bone in Hartford. February 17th, I am at The Wilbur in Boston. There are two shows. First show sold out. Second show, tickets are available. DanSoder.com. And then Cleveland, Hilarities, February 22nd through the 24th. All at DanSoder.com. Let's get back to that episode. What a... What a barn burner. So back to JFL. Okay. The first set, bomb. Bombed hard. Bombed hard. Yeah. You do the, I'll be waiting for my deal over here. Yeah. Did you talk to anybody? Did anybody oh, from the no. industry? Did anybody on your show do well after you? I think so. Do you remember anybody who was on your show? I think there were some people. Yes. Uh, Cecily Nobler was on my show. Um, Chris Fairbanks. Isaac Witte. But nobody... I don't think anyone crushed. Like, we didn't leave that show going, someone's getting a deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, And then there was a different host for the other group, and I think everyone killed. That's always how it is. That's always how it is. I did um, Live at Gotham on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. I got that before I got JFL. So that was my big, like, shit, I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. I'm going to get a manager. I might stop being a waiter. I was doing deliveries from the Mexican restaurant like Mm -hmm. the day before I taped. And I was like, this is over. And it was, we were the first episode to tape. It was on a Thursday at 7 p.m. in August. So the sun was still screeching at 7 p.m. Jim Jeffries was hosting. They had no time for a warm up, So they just sent Jim Jeffries out there. And Jim Jeffries admittedly after was like, I'm not a host. He's like, I don't even know what day it was. He's, and I went first and we all, that whole show, it didn't go bad, but it didn't go good. And it was sure. a TV taping and yeah. it was like me, Jason Good, uh, Joe Mandy, there, I think Glenn Wool. There's yeah. a couple people on there that were like really funny yeah. comics and none of us felt like we did well. 
the second show, there was a there's the bar downstairs at Gotham. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're hanging out. The second show, Bobby Lee was hosting. It was like <laughs> it was like Delia, Eliza Schlesinger. It was like all the LA people mm-hmm. murdering. Of course. Murdering. And I'll never forget Jim Jeffries going, every time one of these cunts gets an applause break, I'm doing a shot. <laughs> and it was like, and you just hear like <laughs> and he go shot <laughs> they'd be like, like an old west bar they're just pouring it leave for leave the bottle yeah, dude it was wild because we all had that feeling of like can yeah. we do it again and then you watch the second group go and you're like fuck you guys are crushing we just need our own bobby lee dude he was bobby lee oh, yeah, hosting it was nuts he gets everybody ready to go it was you it was like through the floorboards you could hear it jesus and, and then we were all just double elbowed on the bar sitting down there watching the monitor going like fuck it was wild <laughs> so the second show crushes and yep. that, and that's the night you go to the the french party yeah yeah because we're driving and he goes uh so our driver goes you you guys gonna go to the the bar and meet up all the industry and we're like no yeah. no one wants to talk to us <laughs> yeah can we go can uh, you we... should have seen the show yeah i was like are you going to a party and he goes i can bring you to the street performer party not thinking that's where the pickpockets are. Also, yeah, that's you want to talk about a place shadier than stand-up comedians is street performers. Yeah, but it those was, are it, it legit was awesome. circus folk. I will tell you this: the guy that I think pickpocketed me and took my money, but also <laughs> didn't throw away my wallet, which was really nice. What a very he Canadian corner, pickpocket! And then I think he bought me a drink. I think he bought me a beer. Me still. Let me buy you a drink. Yes. He was the guy in the paper hat running around. <laughs> I have a long day of being chased by French people. <laughs> yeah. French Canadians love the paper mache hat. I am very tired. What yeah. are you drinking? Also, your wallet was hanging out of your pocket. <laughs> I always wonder with pickpocket. I've never been pickpocketed. Hopefully, it'll never happen. You didn't feel it at all? I got bumped, but it was a really close quarter area. Got it. And so when I got bumped... And then I saw it was that guy that bumped me. And then a little while longer, he goes, he is buying beer. And I, he goes, can I get you one? And I was like, oh. So thinking back. So you already, oh, okay. No, 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 thinking back. When did I didn't you realize know. it was gone? When I got that phone call in the morning. Oh, I was, that's it? I was fucking hammered. That is a real, I mean, that's I a hammered. blessing. Because you like, well, also you don't go through the panic of. Right. If you're blacked out and you realize your wallet's gone, the night takes a different turn. Yeah, I, we weren't blacked out. I mean, we ran home, and every time there was scaffolding, did a pull-up. It was ridiculous. Damn, you definitely were in your, like, 20s. Yeah. That's such, like, a, I still have strength of a child. <laughs> I'm still in my athletic <laughs> yeah. prowess. Yeah. So, 40- don't believe me? Watch this. Was that tetanus? I'll just suck it out. Oh, whatever. I don't even have a wallet. I'm not even checking if I have a wallet. <laughs> but you get to your 40s, and you go, like, I'm not doing that. You're constantly... Yeah, am I? Uh, I'm constantly feeling my lymph nodes <laughs> at forty. I'm going. Hey, would you like to go for a walk? Hold on, <laughs> let me check for my wallet. Yep, hop, yep, and my reading glasses. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me find my cheaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one here, one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so the next show, different host, same guy. Different host had a much better set. Well, can we talk about Sean finally? It, but I got to tell you this part. Fairbanks in the second show, and I will never forget this. I'm standing next to a guy that wants to manage him and is taller than me. Okay. And so I'm standing right next to him. And Fairbanks ends the show. Uh, you know, Fairbanks is pretty scatterbrained anyways when he's on stage. Sure. Really funny, like fleeting. And he's like, ah, um, well, you ever have a great opportunity, but then you 
Drink way too much with Chad Daniels and forget your closer. Anyways, good night. He leaves stage and I can just feel it's almost like a street lamp yeah. in a cartoon. You're like, why is it? Get- <laughs> why is my left side of my face so hot? Right? Yeah. This is amazing. So I just look up and he just goes, gives me one of these. And I'm like, he's an adult. Yeah. <clears throat> so Sean, I'm at this festival up by Toronto and he's there. And this is before or after Montreal. This is after Montreal. So you got this you is, got a bone to pick with this guy. This is maybe oh man, maybe twelve years after Montreal. I mean, maybe oh, maybe even fifteen. So this is like 2016. Yeah, something like that. And so I'm up there. I, here's my question to you. Okay. And this is just honest. We're just we're just sitting in my giant boy room having a conversation. <laughs> which you got to open your basketball cards because oh, yeah, right. I do want to see what you got. Do you harbor resentment? 15 years later not you even became, a little bit not not at all but i did have a question so you're not mad at this guy at no because i because i then saw his comedy central presents i saw him in a couple movies and then i when they told me he was going to be there i was like oh sweet because his comedy central presents is really funny okay great and so he goes on stage and i am i'm standing in the back and i'm hands on knees laughing oh wow yeah because I, I that so that, this guy this guy's had a bad show Yes. So I, I ask him afterwards, we're, we're drinking and I go, Hey man, um, so funny, you know, loved you in this, loved you in this. I have a question. I go, do you remember? Dude, I love it because there is, there is a little bit of an element of like when you're trying to hook up with a girl and you have to make that turn of like, I want to be sexual now. Yeah. And you have to go like, that's crazy. You went to school for nursing. Do you want to go hang out? <laughs> like that's what you're doing. Do you this know guy. how to milk a prostate? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever? Are you cool with come on your knees? <laughs> and she's like, what? That's I've never even heard of that. So you have to do that like pivot where you go like. Now the real question I have: yeah. 2004. Yeah, and I'm like, you're hosting just for laughs, which and he probably definitely remembers. He hand in uh, head in hand just goes down like this, and he goes, "Oh my god, don't tell me you were on that show." And I go. I followed you, dude. Oh, and he goes, oh, oh my god, and he goes, I had just broken up, got broken up with, yeah, and I was in the darkest place of my life, and it was like touch and go whether or not I wasn't going to step into traffic, and he was just, you know, he goes, I got on that show, thought that would help. Soon as I got up there, they didn't laugh at my first joke, and I just went into a darkness, and I was like, all right, man. <sighs> It's, it really, it's like a documentary where they put someone face to face after like all these years and they go like, (laughs) I didn't really realize you were going through something. Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, they go, whoa, man, you were really, you really needed help too. I always think about that where it's like the Boom Boom Mancini documentary about the, the guy that he killed Mm -hmm. son, like interviews Boom Boom. And it's that interview where they go like, I didn't realize it was hard for you too. You know, like that. <laughs> Sean's going like, I didn't know. I really messed. Up. I know I probably did, but I now I'm face to face with you, and I'm sorry. Did it feel good? It had to feel like no, because not good, but like cathartic. I guess a little. I didn't even say this. I mean, here's the deal. My career is, you know, I'm not on top of the world, but I had I got to raise my kids where I wanted. I got to do comedy like on my terms. You also have, and that's what we were talking about at the beginning an insane amount of respect from the world of comedy. There are very famous comedians that don't have a quarter of the respect that you have in the game. Where I'm talking about like very good comics when they talk about you are like, dude, Chad Daniels is the shit. Hmm. So it's like, 
that is, you know, that's great that you have that mindset that you're like, I got what I wanted. You got to do oh, comedy your way. <clears throat> you raised your kids where you wanted to, how you wanted to. Yeah. And you're not dead of heroin or some shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't you know who knows what if I would have had a good. So who knows what would have happened? But sure. I just all I know is it happened how it happened. Yeah. And I, I love my life. So it's like tough to. Yeah. You, yeah. you look back and you go like you get you can get mad. I think that's what eats some people up in any business is I think you can look back at opportunities that are missed and gone like you can sit in that and be like, well, this this is what should have been. But you're like, well, it's not what is. I mean, I do that all the time. I did that forever with my dad because my dad was just completely absentee. Yeah, you and I have similar stories there. Yeah, your pops split. Mm -hmm. How old were you when your dad took off? 15, but he stole my identity and ruined my credit and all that shit. So it was like... Dad of the year. He didn't just leave. He fucking lay off. What? Were your parents divorced when he left? Yeah, they had just gotten divorced. So, it, well, I guess it wasn't even then. It was like... He was in and out from 15 to 21. He lived six blocks away. And my sister and I didn't see him for like nine months at a time. And he would just be two blocks away. Yeah, but we're very close. Yeah. Did he start a new family? No, but he would always around the holidays find a woman to start smooth talking so she could buy our Christmas presents. I'm going to tell you right now, that woman absolutely would have been my mom. <laughs> Because absolutely, and I love my mom. I think she is great. I think she's incredibly intelligent, emotional intelligence. Yeah, you can you can trick her. <laughs> like if you're a guy, you can trick Trish. And I so, absolutely would have. Your dad, I. And here's the thing: I would have been encouraging that. Yeah. She would have. What was your dad's name? Steve. She'd have been like this guy, Steve. I'd be like, bring Steve over for Christmas. <laughs> I would have been like, because I was just at home, like, huh? Land it. Come on, we got room. <laughs> so, so it was hard for you too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was also difficult for me because Steve left, <laughs> and I was calling him Chad the whole time. <laughs> so, how did you find out that he took your ID? I tried to get a car loan, and they were like, I don't think so. You, uh, so I owed my mom, it was something insane, like $40,000 in child support, but because he had switched that to my name, it was wild. So wait, you, you were on the bill for child yeah. support. Can I just say as someone whose dad also didn't pay child support, it's very funny. <laughs> it's, very funny. it's very funny to put the child support yeah. bill in the kid's you name. Do it. Yeah, you go, but this is support for me. <laughs> and they go, no, 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 you got to pay that. Yeah. There it is. I don't even know. How did that state, how did the state get tricked into that? I have no idea. But They're like, how's the kid paying for yeah, child support? My mom had to write this letter to the power company and to uh, this. You were on the hook for all complex. this shit? Oh, yeah. He got bills in my name and never paid them. Oh, my God. God. Did you ever talk to him about it? No. Did he die before you could? Yes. Damn it. Because <laughs> what a conversation. I know. Do you so ever what like, are you thinking, Steve-O? <laughs> Stevie Weeby, what are we doing, <laughs> bud? Are you ever... Like, I do this with my dad sometimes. We'll all like be on a long drive and be like, what would it have looked like? Because my dad died when I was 14. So okay. I always think about... It's probably better that he died then. Sure. Because had I had a modicum of success, had I had any success, he would have been the dad from Waterboy. He would yes. have shown up and been like, that's my boy. I always knew you was funny. And I think I would have gotten very angry and violent and yeah. been like, oh, now you come back. Right. Do you ever do that with your dad of like, 
I would ask him why do that to your kid because he knows what he's doing. Right. Of course. He like yeah. took your name. He gave you the name, <laughs> right. and then he's using it to yeah. fucking rack up. They're handing my mom my social security card to the hospital. He goes, "I'll, I'll yeah. take that." No, no, no. I'll do that. I got that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. And he starts <laughs> memorizing the number. Oh, four. Seven, I mean, he eight. also stole. He had a classmate that died in a motorcycle accident. He called that guy's parents and was like. So I work for the state. You guys have some uh, some compensation coming, and so all I need are, are some numbers, like his social security number. And he stole his identity. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I come from pretty good stock. So I love that, dude. Yeah. I always love seeing like how people cheat the system, and when it's through <laughs> death and love. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Mister Daniels. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty good. Did you when you um, so you're you start finding this out when? Like when you're like 18, 19? Yeah, when I, I probably, I was probably 20. 20. And then you find that out. Did you already have heat towards your dad for taking off and being no, like two blocks away and not talking? I kind of enjoyed it because it's like I was at that, you know how when there's a son and a dad, it's like, you know, the prince has to kill the king eventually. That you, kind you of You become thing. the man of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I did not become the man of the house. Like my mom would be like, can you help out and mow the lawn? I'll be like, fucking, what's wrong with a long grass? Yeah, grass is cool long. And so, Some people like it long. <laughs> yeah, we could comb it. <laughs> and so uh, so I, I didn't do any of that shit, which I, I do feel bad about that. Yeah. But I also didn't have somebody else with all these preconceived notions of what manhood is telling me what to do. Sure. So that was nice. Yeah, because it's kind of like, I'll play it by ear. Yeah. I'm going to kind of learn what I did. I'm just going to, I'm going to pick and choose. Yeah. I'm going to go, oh, this guy does this. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. And so you're, you were 15 when your dad took off? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you're you around it when you're younger. Because I think when you're under 11, yeah. 12 years old, that's when you look to like your dad to be like, and what do I do in this situation? Mm -hmm. I, oh, you like kind of mimic. You know what I mean? That's why I, I had like, mine was like 50 different seasonings. I was like, well, my stepdad, Nick, did this. But then her boyfriend, Joe, did that. And it's so an you're allspice. Like, yeah. I'm like learning how to play. All, I'm Mrs. Dash, baby. I got a little bit of everything in it. But I think that was like my resentment by the age of 15 was already built up because I'm like, oh, you took off. I didn't learn any of that. And then you died. But you sure. have a thing of like, oh, you took off. I kind of enjoyed it. But at a price, then you yeah, come back a little bit. I mean, he he had he had me help him steal a car with I, I didn't know that, though. So I, I bought finally got a car loan okay. after I cleared my name. Sure. Got a car. Something was wrong with the engine. So I had to bring it back. They gave me a rental car. Then he called and was like, hey, you should come get lunch. So I went and got Wait, lunch. And you're still talking to him. Yeah. Yep. After you. It was he's very charming. Dude, let me tell you right now. If you have a shitty dad, I bet they're a fun hang. Yeah. There's something about fun hangs that yeah. turn that make. Yeah. That's why I'm not having kids. <laughs> it's because they make really <laughs> shitty dads. They make really shitty dads because they can charm their way out of it. Yeah. My dad charmed his way out of every. My dad uh, oh, did absolutely. nothing and died at 48 in massive debt because he was such a fun hang. Yeah. And at his funeral, everyone was like, yeah, the guy was a fucking blast. And my, you're like, well, yeah. My dad was a liquor salesman. Hey, so was mine. Wow. Southern Wine and Spirits. 
Well, you, my dad worked for as a bartender at a liquor store and worked as a liquor salesman. Oh, and that's interesting. At Southern Wine and Spirit. I have his fucking business card. It's one of the <laughs> only things. I, I don't have a picture with him, but I have that. Uh, I have my dad's business card, but it doesn't have his name on it. <laughs> yeah, it's got your name. Yeah. You go, you turns it. out I actually worked for Southern Wine and Spirits <laughs> for a little bit. So his eighth DUI. Eight. Yeah. He, Man, yeah. you can tell you're from the north. Because <laughs> there's like people in the south, they're riding bikes by the third one. In the north, they go like, "Well, how am I going to get the Z tour out of uh-huh. the fucking field?" So he, he he took all of the seats out of his uh, sales van, put chairs in there, and just because he wasn't allowed in a bunch of bars in town because so he'd he, been kicked out, he's traveling bar, traveling bar. That's and, awesome. And he gets a DUI. See, here's the thing about everything you've told me about your dad. We could. Take the sad out, and it would make such a fun like Disney movie. We're like, he's a crazy dad. He put a restaurant in a van. That's all you have to do is shift it from bar to restaurant. And you're like, my dad's zany, and you go, no, no, no. there's a lot of sadness behind that. There's eight Deweys. <laughs> there's fucking yeah. eight Deweys is nuts. Just yell a name. I bet he'll turn around. Yeah, watch your wallet because he's going to go for the numbers, not the actual wallet. <clears throat> so when he helps you steal this car, you go to get lunch with him. You go get lunch. He takes it. He goes, hey, I got to put something in your car. Takes the keys. I've told the story a million times, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm buzzing through it. But um, takes the keys, makes a copy that I don't know about, comes back in. And then he calls me a couple weeks later when I get my car back, has me drive him. He goes, I need you to come get me. This is the last thing I'll ask you for a while. I'm like, all right. Yeah, so that, that sentence probably had to be his catchphrase. Yeah. Where he goes, all right, it's the last thing I'm going to ask for a while. And you go, you've asked a lot, a yeah. lot of the times. So then I'm driving him back from Fargo to Fergus Falls, where I lived. And I'm going two over the speed limit. He goes, you got to slow down. We can't get pulled over. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You got some, you, oh, you got a real heist going on, yeah. Pops. So then he get, he goes, all right, take this exit, pull in here, pull in here. And then we're back in the car lot where I got I bought my car. And he goes, uh, where, where's that car that you rented? And I go, I don't know. It was a Ford, to blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, all right, right there. And he, he took his, I remember he took his driver, there was frost on the windshield. He took his driver's license out and scraped it. And that was one of those things where I was like, all right, I'll keep that. Yeah. 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 You I'm, go, cool. Driver's license. I'm I scrape. I'm not going to steal cars, but I'm going to keep that one for later. That's a pretty cool. Thanks, dad. <laughs> yeah. He's dadding in the weirdest times. <laughs> you go, huh? You, you watching this, son? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm scraping down. Don't want to scrape up. That's you'll, you'll, you'll break it if you scrape up. You got to scrape down. <laughs> yeah. Go with the grain. With the grain. <laughs> it's, it's his shaving. That's him teaching you how to shave. He's <laughs> using your license to help steal if, the... If, yeah. if you go up on the frost, you're going to get ingrown frost. <laughs> yeah, so you got to go down. Smoother, cleaner. You go, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm like... Oh, oh, oh. oh, so Actually, he does. Clearly, so he, he never taught me. Yeah, <laughs> both of us never learned. Uh, <laughs> I won't take a razor to my face because Daddy never taught me. So now I just buzz it off <laughs> like a woman. Um, so he does the ice thing, and then are you he, like he hops in the car? And you know it's your rental car because yeah. it was your rental car. Yeah. And he hops in the car, and he goes, "All right, follow me out here." And I'm like, "Okay." He wants me to follow him. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I mean, clearly, dude, you you really are soaking in the dad. He time. loves his boy. Yeah, he wants me to follow him. So we get two miles out of town. I get out of the car. He rolls his window and he goes, "Stay in your car. Stay in your car. I gotta go." And I'm like, "Oh, I thought I was coming." And he goes, "I, ju- I want to make sure there wasn't a cop right behind me." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> like oh. one of those, like, "See ya." Dude. Like one of those moves. I am loving. I never yeah. thought about the life of the son of a criminal where he just goes, so you're going to call? He goes, yeah. 
<laughs> Bye. Thanks for helping me steal a car. Your lookout, dildo. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you're not my kid. You got any cash? I got a roll. Yeah. Santa will get you back twice as much. Yeah. So how old are you when he died? Well, we don't know when he died. And we, we don't know officially if he died. But Di- we- Can I tell you something? Just from the stories I've heard, I don't believe he's dead. I do. Same reason that you were talking about that. Yeah. Is that um, I he would have asked to borrow money by now. Got it. Yep. He would have seen it. So hey, uh, he would have looked at your ticket sales on the road. He would have gone like, <laughs> Chad does real well on the road. And if I know if he's doing a versus deal, he like knows how, he knows how yeah. to book it. He goes, if he's getting a versus, this is a good amount of cash. Turns out I've never met my new manager. Yeah. And it's go, my dad. Oh, oh, what a reveal. Mission Impossible's you. He's like, Chad, one last thing. <clears throat> it's me, your dad. Help me steal this other car. <clears throat> That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, so, it's pretty crazy. So how did you get the word that he was dead? My sister, so I guess he got in a car accident or something. And then this old lady from a church was nursing him back to health. And she had called his sister who called my sister. I don't talk to really any of his family. He's got a cousin that's fucking rad. He comes to all the shows and stuff. Yeah, he's great. He lives in Fargo. You want want that family member. Yeah, he's great. You go, I'll take you. Yeah. Everyone else. And I remember him from when I was a little kid because he used to wake us up with a rooster call. And I was like, what is going on? You're a man. You're not a, you're not a rooster. You're not a fowl. You You are a man. Yeah. It was so, so he still comes and hangs out with his wife, comes to shows all the time. Isn't that great? I love when you have very weird. Yeah. When you have a shitty family, but you have a good member. Like yeah. I just got back in touch with my cousin Lisa, and she's great, and Lisa. her kid, and her kids are great. And then we just commiserate on how terrible our family is. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, this feels fun," because you don't have to. You know what it is? It's like someone else watched the same show that you did, so you don't have to catch anyone up. Like Katie, right. I gotta, I gotta catch her up on all the characters. Yeah, I gotta go. You know, season ten. Right. This guy was bad, but now he's good. And then my cousin Lisa, you're like, you know, all the players, you know how it went down, and you're learning other stuff. Yeah. It's like sideshows, like Better Call Saul. You go, yeah. oh, I didn't know yeah. it led to that. That's cool. Well, That's there fun. was a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. I have to spoon feed. I mean, I don't have to. I mean, yeah. she can handle it. But my girlfriend, Kelsey, it's like, I don't want to give you too much of this oh, at you- a time because your reaction to the little things where you're like, I'm so sorry. She's so supportive. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's like, well, we got to stop there for today. Yeah. So there's too much. We can't give you too much or you're going to yeah. get. If you're, gonna, if you're sorry about that, you're going to be weeping in a second. I'm going to give you sadness, diabetes. And and yeah. And by the way, I, I don't know how your mom was, but I will tell you that I think we get a hundred points for both parents. Yeah. And they get spread out however they're going to get spread out. And sure. my mom was a 97, man. I would put, that's a great, I love that. I would probably say my mom was at a 96. Yeah. I would put her around the same thing. Maybe 95 because my dad was there for the first three or four years of my life, hardcore, and then gone. Sure. So yeah, I'd give her a, about the same, 97. Yeah, I, it's, and then her, her family was great. That's where we spent all the holidays and all that stuff. So my mom's was, family's lights out. I missed absolutely nothing. So when people hear these stories, they're like, Jesus Christ, man, how how did you survive? It's like, I missed, I didn't miss anything. I've never met anyone like you because we have a very similar thing in the fact that the damage that was done wasn't so close and permanent that it fucked everything up. Right. But it's something that you can touch down on and go yeah. like that was super fucked up yeah because my dad was gone so my mom raised me in the suburbs of denver 
I had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had some tough shit happen, but like I, my mom's family's great. They're like a huge Irish family. We go see them all the time to all the cousins. Yeah. We get calls and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's not like I was just in a, like a single wide trailer and there right. was no one there. Yeah. My mom was there, but you know, we had our beef, but you grow up and you work that oh, out course. and then you go like, Oh fuck. There was this moment that Katie came with me to go to Lake County to Lakeport. And I always said, like, it's real shitty. You're not going to like it. And she thought I was being dramatic. And she's from, <laughs> you know, she's from near Boston. So she was like, I don't think it's that bad. And then she went and she went like, oh, boy. Uh, and I go, yeah, I didn't want to, like, completely undersell it. But she saw it. And in that trip, there was this moment where I was like, oh, I'm so glad I have the mom that I have. Because if oh, I would have had a shitty mom. Yep this whole thing would have gone to hell oh forget it you yeah. got you gotta have one yeah and so i but i never thought about that you're right you get 100 points so when you're doing comedy because the joke uh, the one question i had about your new special is does your son get mad when you do a joke about him no i so with my kids sucking up water in his asshole <laughs> <laughs> my kids have i've never done a joke on stage about them without asking their permission that's awesome I always wonder about that because yep. all of our friends, you know, you have family. You're going to talk about your family and right. stand up. I do that with my mom. Whenever I talk about my mom dating or whatever, mm-hmm. there was one time that she kind of gave me the clearance for the rest of my life where she goes, hey, I put you through it. If you can make it funny, go for it. Yeah. And you're like, thanks, lady. Yeah, that's what I've done, too. I've gone, mom, you had me. Sister, you're part of the reason I'm doing this. Yeah. And then at the time when I was married, I'd be like, wife, you knew what you were getting into. Sure. But the, but the kids did not. Yeah. So yeah, you, the kids were born into you, it. You got to ask them. And you know, what's weird is my, I've only had one, one thing that I couldn't talk about. And it was my daughter just said, no, thanks. And I'm like, all right, great. And that's awesome. And I'll tell you what, that probably did a lot for her as far as your guys' relationship where she was like, thanks for understanding. I have a boundary. And yeah. I didn't want to do that. I mean, that. she gets, she, the kids have the power in that stuff. Yeah. I That's bet there's a lot of comics that don't do that, dude. I bet there's a lot of comics uh, that just talk so? about their kids and they're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say yes to that. And you're like, well, guess what? It's on Comedy Central. So deal with that shit. But there was, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything, something happened to us during the pandemic. That's a bit that I'm putting out on my new YouTube special in March, but it happened. And when it happened, I went, it's kind of funny. And she goes, don't, <laughs> don't. And then like a month later, I was sitting in the living room. She comes out. She goes, I think you need to tell that story. Oh, nice. And so I waited. I didn't talk about it. But the second yeah. she said I could go, I was like, sick. Now I'm going to work this out and do yeah. a bit. And sometimes you have to, you have to write it out and present it. Yeah. Just to go like, this is, this is what I'm going to talk about in this. Yeah. I will leave this part out or whatever. So are you happy you never moved to LA or New York? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Would, and, and you're, I mean, you're locked now. You don't have to. You got yeah, out of it. I just, uh, I didn't want to go out there because, you know, my kids were little. Sure. And I wanted to give them some. God, can you imagine how weird they would be if you had to move to like <laughs> Silver Lake and they're just LA kids and they're like, dad, is it pilot season? Like how they know uh, my seasonal depression ends around pilot season. They're like, you don't want that shit. Yeah. Sometimes people ask me like, what do you think you missed out on by not moving? It's like, well, how could I possibly answer that question? I just know what I would have missed out on if I moved, which that yeah. makes sense. The other side of it. And now they're out of the house. Yeah. So now you're just like back to like, now you're like, you're kind of in a sweeter spot because now you have your home base where you live. You like where you live. Yep. And then you can go do shows you want to do. Yeah. And you're not like, because I bet 
there's got to be a point where people leave LA and someone like your kids leave out of the house in LA and you're like, why are we living in LA? I'm, oh, I'm positive. Yeah. That, yeah. Like I live, I, we like living in New York because it's just like, oh, there's just the two of us and a dog. Mm-hmm. There's not, but like if we had kids, I don't know if I would want to live here yeah. to raise your kids. And you're like, hey, dad, I, I saw a guy's dick on the D train. And yeah. you're like, and let's sit down and talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> Some men do fentanyl and like to play with their soft penis at Rockefeller Center. <laughs> you know, like giving those New York, the New York childhood stories where he goes, when he's yelling, he's not yelling at you. He's yelling at his own brain. Well, it's interesting because we have that version of that where I, Northern Minnesota, but it's just like, daddy, how come that, uh, how come there's a wiffle ball bat sticking out of that horse's tummy? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, so, some horses like to do fentanyl. Yeah. Some horses are nuts <laughs> and carrots just don't cut it for them. <laughs> Dude. Uh, so I, when you walked in, I showed yeah. you, I've got NBA basketball cards. Shout out Sumner, my buddy, Mark, who got me into this. So you got a pack of NBA hoops cards. Yeah. You start doing this now. Just giving a pack of basketball cards to people that care. If they don't care about sports, I'm not wasting this. This is from 89, I think. All right. Open. So this, this is from 1989. If there's gum, you have to eat it. No gum. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Let's, and just, well, we got Otis Smith from The Magic. Fun. We've Otis. got uh, Frank Brikowski. Show me. I just got to see this guy. Look at this guy, Frank, wherever you're at. For the born in 1959, played at Penn State. This guy has dra- been touched. I mean, look at that. Look at that hair. If that's your dad, you're like, all right, dad, <laughs> look at you with that mullet. Am I gonna have arms like that, dad? <laughs> yeah. 89 All-Star game, John Stockton. That's big. You're gonna want to hold on to that. He doesn't believe in COVID, so probably keep that around in case he <laughs> dies of it. Dave Hoppen. Dave Hoppin, dude, the best part of these cards is you don't realize how many crusty white dudes yeah. were in the NBA in the 80s that just, this guy never gets, sorry, Dave, I don't care how good you are <laughs> at Nebraska, you're not getting a call to the league in 2023. Uh, we got a coach, Del Harris. That's huge. Look at Del Harris. This is great. They had coaches cards. We have uh, NBA, 89 NBA All-Star Game. My finger hurts just in case I play poorly. Patrick Ewing. Yeah, dude. Oh, I, lo- I sweat like him in the bedroom. It's just constant <laughs> dumping of sweat. Uh, Morlin Wiley. That sounds made up. That sounds like a name your dad stole. <laughs> goes, you know, my dad wanted to name me Elgin after Elgin Baylor. Wait, really? First of all, my dad goes, I think we should get an abortion. Here's the money. And my mom was like, no, thanks, but I will keep this for a car seat. Great. And then he goes, well, if you're not going to kill him, how about Elgin? Let's just get him beat up a lot. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> Is there any way we can get him real hurt? <laughs> yeah. My dad suggested the name Buck. <laughs> So that's, so we could have been Elgin and Buck right now. with dads that leave? Like, like they need a reason. Because they know left? they're going. Yeah. How come you left? Because his fucking name's Elgin. What do you right? think? I'm going to raise a buck? Yeah. The guy's not even, what do you, who you got? Harold Presley. Okay. Harold Presley. I would, I want to kind of do a follow-up just to see where all these guys are at. Where you go like, yeah, this is Harold. <laughs> He's calling. You go, Harold Presley, did you play for this, for the Kings? He goes, Back in the 80s. How can I help you? <laughs> Does that go? 
were you a third round pick? Were you a first round pick out of Villanova? He goes, I most certainly was. Now, who is this? Go, well, I found your name in a card but deck. Let me ask again. Do you need to rent a car? Or <laughs> yeah. 89 NBA All-Star Game. We've got an Irvin No Magic Johnson. I mean, this is crazy. Is and that also, how you spell Irvin? Yeah. Okay. Er, yeah. E-A-R-V-I-N. All right. I think he was magic, but I think this was still in the point where it was like, well, that's too black to put on a card. So oh, they were like, this feels like the white people, the white people were like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Who is that? Who does it? Is it tops? No, it's hoops. NBA hoops. NBA hoops. Do you, I'm not going to lie. As far as a pack is going, right you now. are fucking lighting it up. Look at how small the crusty pile is versus the good pile. Yeah. Mark Eaton. Got, now, if you don't know Mark Eaton, I'll put that in the in put the that in the Mark Eaton is an all star. Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sam. I mean, I kind of here's the thing. I remember him because he's a coach. I think I think he coached. He was a Golden State Warrior. So I know all the old Warriors. I okay. remember him playing because oh, nice. this is before I switched to a Nuggets fan in 93. All so right. I remember Ralph Sampson. Lafayette lever or lever. Excuse me. Lafayette. Lafayette. I didn't watch a lot of uh, but Denver Nuggets. Great. I'm holding on to this one. Lafayette Lever. That sounds like we're coming up with all these good fake names. Whoa. Look at this, though. Tyrone Corbin. Timberwolves expansion draft choice. Come on. For Ex you? Yeah, I know. Dude, you got to hold on to that one. Hold on to that Are one. Are you a big Wolves fan? You're well, here's another. I've, I've been to two Wolves games in my life. Okay. I went with Kelsey last year because okay. we moved to Minneapolis and we lived very close at the time to the Target Center. Got, so we uh, walked down there and we went and watched the uh, Golden State Warriors so I could yell at Steph Curry. Missed a ton of threes. I felt really good about it. You did your job. Yeah, I did. And I bet the Timberwolves felt that. Yeah, and then they won uh, in an overtime uh, rebound dunk putback situation that's great at the buzzer so that was very fun and then the other one my dad told us that he got us bulls this is when the timberwolves were playing in the in the metrodome where okay. the twins played yeah yeah because yeah. it didn't Famously, the yet. when they left the fan on so kirby puckett could hit that home run yeah, in the world series right. yeah, that's right everyone knows you guys cheated for that and i, I think don't I think so we will see you tomorrow <laughs> night that was awesome though that was fantastic kirby puckett fucking ruled yeah i mean problem off the field but we're Hell just, just talking about baseball. <laughs> yeah. uh, so <laughs> that guy was a real problem outside of the diamond. So yeah. he goes, uh, I won these tickets at work. They are courtside. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm at school. I'm talking shit. Got courtside tickets, got courtside tickets. There's this uh, this group of, of boys that were very nice, but wealthy. Sure. And so they were like, yeah, we're third row. Where are you? And I'm like, no big deal. Courtside. So then we're driving down there and uh, we get to the game and we walk in and I'm like, court, court's this way. Court. And my dad was like, yeah. So I had, I found out later, my mom told me, he gave me an excuse, but he had lost them gambling and had to buy makeup tickets. So there actually were courtside yeah. tickets. Oh, and he lost them gambling and we had to walk, dude, the, the back the wall of the metrodome yeah was our backrest uh, we were way at the top yeah i've done i've done basketball games like that it was it was brutal i i those are those are brutal because you basically are like i should be watching it this at home yeah, and now i'm now i'm in uh, and you also talked a lot of shit at I've school talked so much shit that i go home and i'm like how am i gonna take a picture of this michael jordan poster where he's dunking to make it look like i was at the game <laughs> you just put your head like my, my sister my sister hey can you get in there a little bit yeah okay, get your cool. hair in there now look now we're gonna act like <laughs> let's change the lighting a little bit <laughs> fucking brutal Dude, man. that's nuts michael cage 
from the now defunct Supersonics. Look at that Jerry curl. Yeah. Oh my God. Just let your soul glow. Have you, did you see when they did the Tiny Desk concert and that guy sang it? Uh-uh. It was great. It was not too long ago. But the guy that sings that song does not look like what you think he would no, look like. Absolutely. Hold on. Let me find okay. it. I'm going to find the soul glow from the Tiny Desk concert. And can we just quickly talk about that this March, you you have a special coming out on YouTube. But yeah. also on Netflix is uh, Beverly Hills Cop. It looks a not bad. rebirth. It doesn't look bad. I, I just watched... love that Surge is in it still. Yeah, he is. Sash. 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 Hold on. Tiny desk concert. Get out of here. Did you know any of your friends, your dad's friends? Yeah, I got, uh, oh, I, I, should, I, should, I could tell that. But now that I see him singing it, I can totally get on board with yeah. it. Yeah. Now you, but when you, when you first see that, you go like, what the fuck? <laughs> you like see that you go like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like it blew yeah. my mind. I was like, that's the guy that sings Soul Glow. But yeah, he had some Soul Glow. And your last one was Jim. Yeah, another coach. Get him out of here. But from the Sixers. Christ. I got to give this to Jay. Big Jay will love this because this guy looks crusty as hell. And I'm sure Jay knew about him. Jim Lindum. Yeah. Jim Lindum. I'll see him tonight. I can Yeah, him. dude. Well, this is the crusty pile. You take the good yeah, pile. I'm going to take the good pile. And then we're just going to, we're going to, I think we're just going to keep like amassing the shitty cards and then we'll just give them away to somebody if they want it, <laughs> if they want it. Um, Chad, you're one of my favorite comics to watch. Oh, the new special mixed reviews yep. on YouTube right now. Go give it a watch. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. He's uh, a phenomenal stand-up comedian. You have a, you tape two in one weekend. I tape two in one night. Yeah. In one night. And can I just say from the comedy community, fuck off because you're making <laughs> us look bad. When does the second one come out? I don't know yet. Netflix bought it. They did. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. So we'll Cause see. you did the right thing. YouTube to push the numbers to people that don't have it. Mm -hmm. And then the Netflix one, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so hopefully that'll go great. And then I'm shooting again March 2nd. Just what? To try. Stop! No, no, no. But then I'm taking we a break. My, my kid's 50. getting married and I'm taking a break. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Are you uh, father of the bride or father of the groom? Father of the groom. The groom. Yep. Nice, It's dude. in Mexico. So just going to go down there. I don't have any responsibilities. I think I have to be in a dance contest with the father of the bride. But You're going to smoke him. I don't think so. I'm not a good dancer. Well... That's where you and Kelsey got to work on it. You got to yeah, work she's on. A very good dancer. You have to work on a routine. Yeah. So you can come out and do, <laughs> and then you just have like in your living room. Kelsey would be going what? <laughs> and you go, uh, with a little uh, crop whip yeah it goes, Get it. again again chasse <laughs> like those are just saying commands you don't know right foot up god damn it chad we've been here uh, this feels like montreal yeah, just yeah. for god, is your name sean are you going through stuff <laughs> uh i really appreciate you coming by oh, thanks the podcast, for having man. me this is yeah. awesome it was a very fun hang absolutely hell yeah that's it